Not only is it possible, God desires and he, he gives you a promise of guarantee that your mind can be renewed if you're willing to trust Him. If you're willing to go with Him in that place, expose the lie and replace it with truth, you'll then live in a level of freedom that you never knew before. Your capacity to enjoy life will increase. Hey friends, welcome to the Victor Marks podcast with Victor Marks, founder of All Things Possible Ministries. Welcome to the show where we bring you real conversations facing life's hard truths, stories of redemption, and the latest from the front lines. Whether you're on the road, getting your day started, or finally settling in, we've got an exciting new episode planned for you. So let's dive into today's show. In today's message, Victor ministers on the very real restoring power of Jesus Christ that can take place in our lives when we're willing to surrender to becoming more like Him. This essential truth is the beginning of God's redeeming work to change our hearts and minds amidst the greatest strongholds of our lives. When we walk faithfully in His promises, we can experience a freedom and joy outside of this world. Here is Victor Marks on being restored by the power of God. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me away from your presence, and do not take your Holy Spirit from me. Verse 12. Restore to me the joy of your salvation, and uphold me with your generous spirit. Then I will teach transgressors your ways, and sinners shall be converted to you. This morning, I want to just share with you a little bit about how God is in the business of restoration. You think of restoration, I kind of think of restoring an old car. Let's get some rusted out spots. That once was, you know, if you spend the time on it, it's going to look good. I used to have a 51 truck. I loved it forward. It, it needed some work. But when we got up to speed, it was, well, we could enjoy it a lot better. Or restoring a house. But God is in the business of restoring our lives. But before this can happen, I'm telling you that you must believe this essential truth before the process can even take place. I mean, you really have to believe, and I do, that God wants to restore maybe what the locusts have stolen, what our lives, our upbringing, our own choosing, consequences that we've come, that God wants to restore you in a place that we're conformed more into His image. Now we're experiencing freedom and a joy that's not based on anything else but Him. If we refuse to believe this very possibility, then you're going to stay stuck, often in a perpetual, habitual, generational mindset that will never allow you to experience the fullness and the joy of the Lord found in the reality that we are saved and set free. But the hitch and the giddy-up, or however that said, tends to be in how we were raised and, and what we think about when it comes time. We often impose self-limits on what God's wanting to do in our life because of how we think, our mindset. Amen? But we have to go to the Word. We have to bring the truth in to affect us in the deepest part of our lives so that we can experience freedom that oftentimes... It's beyond what you even think possible because you have settled for what you think is going to be your reality. I've heard the mind is never more clever 
than when it comes time for self-deception. And especially when it's helped by the enemy, the enemy of our soul. If you back up to Psalms 23, Psalms 23, it's a passage, a scripture that most of us knew before we even come to Christ. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not what? Want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He what? Leads me beside the, what kind of waters? Still waters. And he, my, he restores my soul. Restores my soul. Here we see the good shepherd wanting us to understand and to know him intimately first as a good shepherd. So that if we're knowing him, we won't want so much. The want, the drive of this life to do things. But the Lord, he's saying, the way is to know me in such a way that you can trust me. You know, I know a lot of people who are saved, but they really don't trust the Lord on a daily basis with their life to walk into a place of discipleship, fully surrendering everything they have. Again, it may be because of their upbringing or a lifestyle they were in, all the lines that they believe. But the Lord loves you and me so much that there may come a time in your life where He makes you lie down. If we're made to lie down, sometimes that could be a sign that our soul needs what I call restorative surgery, soul surgery. Sometimes it comes in the form of illness or injury, loss of work, emotional breakdown. You can fill in the blanks on that. But you're made to lie down. Your life's get so driven that you lose joy, you lose peace, and you're just moving 100 miles an hour, and you're not experiencing what the Word declares is an abundant life. And it starts to mess with your head when you hear the truth, but it's not being applied and not being effective in your life. You start wondering, what's wrong with me? Amen? And then you start to question the truth of God's Word. Which is what the enemy did back in the garden, remember? He questioned, did, the, did God really say that? So, if there's an indicator of this, maybe God's wanting to do something in your soul. Here's a question I have for you. Are you driven or compelled in different areas in your life? Driven or compelled, maybe for success, at the expense of your family or relationships? You may be guarded so much in your life that you don't want anybody to get next to you. You're not going to let anybody in, even including your mate. You may be addicted sexually beyond what God has called and, and said is pure and right and undefiled. You may have anger issues where you get triggered like that and you explode where your anger is disproportionate to the offense. And you even go, wow, where did that come from? I remember early on in our marriage, we had a couple of kids. And my son and daughter were playing little kids, little toddlers. And then they got into an argument. And I guess my son pushed my daughter. And I don't know if she hit her head or whatever, but she starts screaming. And I was just close enough to reach him. And I reacted so fast. 
and so disproportionate that I snatched him up and threw him across the room. And I was aiming him for the bed, and he, and he thanked the Lord he hit the bed. He bounced on it and kind of hit the wall and settled in, and his eyes got that big, and he started crying. And I never forget, I went, what was that? I mean, I, I couldn't believe it. Here I was, I, I knew the Lord. I'd been in ministry, but we were new to parenting. And then that happened, and then I responded, reacted, wholly disproportionate to it. And I didn't know where it came from. Uh, another time in that, <laughs> in that season, my son and daughter were playing again. And he was in a little chair, you know, office chair that you can spin. And they're spinning it and spinning it. And she's spinning him. I don't know if it was payback time, but he's just... <laughs> and, uh, you know, I never forget, I'm teaching a class. I'm teaching a martial art class, and I see him. I'm going, that's... All of a sudden, he spins out, and when he falls, his arm gets caught. And he hits the ground, and boom, it breaks it. We ended up taking him to the hospital, and they had to do the work on it. But when we came back, I pulled our van up with our two kids in it. And I pulled back up to our martial arts school. I opened the slider door of the van. I said, I'll be right back. I go inside. I grab the chair. I bring it out in the parking lot. I said, Daddy's going to destroy this chair. This chair will never hurt you again. And they commenced to watch about a five-minute brutal beating of an office chair. <laughs> smashing it into pieces and the pieces and the pieces. So, you know, I'm going, wow. Maybe something's wrong with me. I don't know why I'm acting like this. Maybe you're caught up in the perfection of how you look. Your home. Your kids. I mean, it's an obsession. Maybe you're caught up in alcohol and drugs or you use food or gambling as a way to try to feel better. These may be indicators of a warning signs that you're in need of some soul surgery, restoration, that the Lord desires to do the work in you so that you can be led by Him and not be stuck anymore in a cyclical point in your life. And He can lead you into paths of righteousness. And again, why? It's for your freedom. The Lord wants you free. So that you can know Him, receive, and feel His love, comfort, and peace. And ultimately, you've got to know this is for His name's sake. To bring Him glory. Because that's, that's why we're here. Uh, let's turn to Romans 12 too. We'll start in verse 1. Romans 12, 1 and 2. I love this verse. For 25 years. He says, I beseech you therefore, brethren... By the mercies of God that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. In verse 2, here it is, the big enchilada. And don't be conformed or fashioned to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. But what is he focusing on here? The mind the mind. How many of you know the battle is in the mind? Raise your hand. There it is. Because you know, I heard it said, that's where we always are. Our mind. You can escape in a bunch of ways. And that's why people use drugs and other things to alter. You know, to change. Because we don't want to be right there. But we are. The mind is what has to be 
restored and renewed for there to be victory. Sometimes the process is easy and quick in some areas. And other times it's a bit more challenging. Especially when what the Bible calls strongholds have developed there. And we've allowed through sin and disobedience or just believing a lie. Lies to take a hold of our mind. And we believe the lie over the truth of God's word. Those are the tough things to root out. But it's very possible. Possible God desires and he, he gives you a promise of guarantee that your mind can be renewed if you're willing to trust him. If you're willing to go with him in that place, expose the lie and replace it with truth. You'll then live in a level of freedom that you never knew before. Your capacity to enjoy life will increase. Examples of easy. How many of you, let me ask you, how many of you were, uh, when you got saved, you got delivered from, say, drug abuse pretty quick? Raise your hand. Those things that, you know, we overcome pretty quickly. And we, we get victory in, right? And it's great. God works in your heart, boom. But then as we grow in the Lord, some things for others, and depending on our lives, we don't get freedom that easy. Amen? And that's, that's the struggle, that's the walk, that's the working out our salvation. Not, we're not trying to earn it, but it's what we're doing to renew and to walk with the Lord. And how we do that is abiding in Him, right? Abiding, walking with Him. The Scripture is true. If we take up our cross daily, deny ourselves, and follow Him, and then we're starting to be conformed. But how many of us struggle with anger, lying, even those little white lies? Pornography, hidden greed, gossip. How about extreme insecurities? That nagging sense of limitation that you're never going to really become a fully committed, godly follower of Christ and you just have to limp your way into heaven. What about shame? Suffering in silence through shame that nobody knows, but you suffer. You're tormented by it or guilt. Helplessness or worthlessness. These are strongholds, my friend, that I'm telling you, God Almighty wants to break in your life. I know, because I've been through some of that stuff. The harder stuff really required me trusting God and to believe His truth and to obey Him, to overcome uh, these sins and ungodly lifestyles that hindered us. But you have to get the truth into the deepest part of you that where you believed. And, and look, let's turn back to Psalms. I'm going to show you something. Psalms 51, as a matter of fact. I don't know if you've ever really say loud on this point, meditated on Psalms 51, verse 5, or if you just kind of would go over it. I know I went over it a lot because I, I thought, what the heck is that? But verse 5, Behold, I was brought forth in iniquity, and in sin my mother conceived me. Verse 6, Behold, you desire truth in the inward parts. And in the hidden part, you will make me to know wisdom. These inner parts, these hidden parts. How many feel like you got those in your life? That's a place that nobody touches, nobody goes to, right? And you just kind of keep it down. The Lord's saying, He wants to work in those inner parts. Because oftentimes, that's where the strongholds. 2 Corinthians 10, 4 and 5 speak about, you know... Pulling down these strongholds, the war. Casting down these arguments. Because it's in your mind. Now, my case may be extreme for some. 
maybe not for others, but I'm here to tell you and be a living testimony that God can work in and through you and wants to, regardless of your background. For those of you who don't know, my father, you know, was a drug dealer and a pimp, and my mother married six times, and I was left in a commercial cooler at five years old. I was molested and left in a cooler to die. That's what the enemy had planned for me. My mother had met a man who was, who was emotionally deranged, and, and uh, he really was well-versed in this art of torture, and he, he used to torture me from water to electrocution. Uh, and it was all about getting in my mind, and he got way deep in it, uh, so much so that it, this trauma as a child caused PTSD for me as an adult, and I couldn't get a hold of it, no matter the willpower, the strength, everything. And I wasn't able to apply the truth of God's word in that deepest part of me because I wasn't willing to really look at what I was believing. I tried to deal with it through denial, right? Well, you know what? I'm here to tell y'all that through God's word, through prayer, through the power of God's spirit, and me saying, all right, Lord, I'm willing to take a look. I was forced to. It wasn't like I'm being some cavalier spiritual man i mean i was made to lie down uh, my emotional capacity was so weak and i was having i was acting kooky i was dissociating as an adult does anybody know what dissociation is is when somebody experienced trauma so severe your mind kind of splits in order to take that abuse of whatever it is in order to cope but it was affecting me as an adult i remember we were <laughs> we were in ralph's supermarket shopping one night and uh, I started freaking out. I went from anxiety to panic to just major, I had to get out. And th- this started being cyclical where I couldn't go into Ralph's supermarket at night. People start looking at me and I'd be like, I got to go. I got to go. And, I, and my wife, she's like, okay, honey, hang in there. And I will, out in the car, locked doors. And what it was, my stepfather, in order to cover up his abuse, he reinforced all of his stuff with fear. Fear of death, fear of reprisal and all of that. As a kid, I was abused from about three and a half to seven. And when I was about seven years old, he brought me into a grocery market at night. And as they're pushing the, the basket, he, he told me, Boy, if you ever tell anybody what I've done to you, I will have somebody kill you, even if you're old. He said, So many people work for me. You'll never be able to escape me, even if I'm dead. And I'm thinking, well, how would I know who works for you? He says, every person that looks at you in your eyes works for me. So as we're going down the aisle, the stock boy putting the, turns and looks at me. I look at my stepfather, and he goes, mm-hmm. The next aisle, the little gray-haired lady, hey, Sonny. I'm looking up, and he goes, I'm thinking, Grandma? Oh, my gosh. (laughs) The checkout lady, everybody. And because I had believed this lie, which we all know is a lie, right? But when you believe it, I I call those lies based in reality. They're very difficult to overcome. And I had the trust. And for me, you guys, it took me sitting down with a, a trauma counselor, someone who knew the Word of God and would say, let's get into the presence of the Lord, Victor. And allow the Lord to show you and work through things that you don't want to. And I'm telling you, as a strong, 
follower and lover of God, there'd be times when I would say, no. And she'd go, well, you can trust the Lord. I, I, yeah, on other stuff, but I don't want to go there. I haven't said this much, but it, it got so extreme. Just to show you the, the severity of it is when she asked me, when did it stop, Victor? That was, I mean, talk about major freak out. I said, oh, hey, we, we're done. We're done. We don't have, uh. And all of a sudden I had all these, all my barriers started coming up again. I knew I shouldn't let you. Uh, and see, if I don't believe the truth, I start acting crazy. You know what I mean? Stress and all that, just as a part of it, it starts, uh. But I said, no. She said, Victor, God wants to complete that work in you. I said, I, I don't want to. And it really took me backing off, calming down, looking at Scripture again, looking at the history of God always being faithful, never, ever, ever failing me for me to go, okay, Lord, I'll trust you. And I'm telling you, there's no one here that has baggage, that has background, that the Lord cannot come and bring His truth in. And the strongholds in your mind and your life that keep you from becoming all that God wants you to be, He will not tear down deliberately and intensely so that you can experience freedom. Does that make sense? And I'm telling you all, to prove it, you know, my, that stepfather, when he was dying, the Lord brought me to him. In the hospital bed, I was able to share scripture with him and forgive that man. Then I went in the next day, and guess what? He had given his life to Christ that night. And he told me. And then I was able to tell him I love him. That's real forgiveness. Where you can think and know, and you're not bothered at all. There is no more stronghold. That's the freedom that God wants. For you, it may be an ex. It may be a parent. It may be just your own self of things that you did that are horrible. That you can't believe because of the lie that the enemy has told you. That God has forgiven you. That you're cleansed and made new. You are. Do you know our sins from the past under the blood of Christ don't exist? They don't exist. There is no base of reality. They're gone. The only one that tries to remind you of this is the enemy. Either through your own mind of that, that. Or through someone else. And you have to believe the truth over it. So allow God to do the work in your life. And I'll close with this. There is a warfare that goes on, guys. I mean, it, it is. You cannot rule that out. But God's word, his spirit, and through prayer, this is what replaces the lies with truth. Daily denying of yourself, picking up the cross. Fighting that battle God's way, not through your own coping ways. Putting on the armor of God daily. Refusing to be conformed to this world. Repenting of your sin. Because it doesn't matter how bad things happen to you. We're still con we're conceived in sin. We're sinners. We need to repent. We blow it. And knowing and believing that God can. In your life. That you can live a life of victory. Because what does the Bible say? I can do. What, how many things? It's all, whatever He calls you to, to be a loving husband. He'll increase your capacity to love your wife when you didn't even think. To be a parent, 
to stop the cycle? He's the one that can. Because He's the one who strengthens you. And He can release you from that fear of man and have it appropriately, the fear of the Lord, that you go, I don't want to sin against my God. And lastly, I would say never, ever, ever, ever give up. When you fall, you got to get up, but don't ever give up. Thanks for joining us for today's episode. We'd love to stay connected with you and invite you to the conversation beyond this podcast. You can check out more of the work we're doing around the world at victormarks.com, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all linked in the show notes. Be sure to drop us a comment in the review section if today's show has impacted you in any way or if there's anything you'd like to hear more of. We're always encouraged to hear from you. Thanks for spending your time with us. Until next time.